A few years ago, we grew and sold a business that forever changed our lives. At first, we really struggled trying to figure out which tools to use to help run and organize our community. But that all changed once we discovered Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part, Kajabi doesn't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So you keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash M-U. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's so great about selling online is you have so many options. You can do handmade products. You can do digital products. You can create all sorts of things. And so that's what I love about selling online is that the world is your oyster. Hey, Millionaire University. It's Kirsten Tyrell. I'm hosting another phenomenal episode today with a long-term friend and somebody who I have watched from afar and close up build a successful, thriving business online, selling digital products, physical products through Etsy, through Amazon. You name it. She's tested it out. She has sold a variety of products online. She's a really, really good friend who I saw come into this space and just completely crush it. She has reached the threshold of being a top 1% Etsy seller. And her name is Taria. She's going to come onto the show today and she's going to give you the backstory. She's going to walk you through some of the things that she finds essential to having success, whether you're selling on Etsy or any other platform. And what I love about this interview is that while we get into the nitty gritty of how to succeed with selling products online, A lot of the principles that we discuss are universal, no matter what business model that you are pursuing, no matter which endeavor you choose to dive into full force, reaching the top 1% of being successful in business and life requires the same amount of grit and tenacity that she put in to reach the top 1% as an Etsy seller. So sit back and take some notes because she is dropping so much value on this episode today. If you've ever wondered if you have what it takes or even what it takes to succeed selling on Etsy or on some of these other platforms, you're going to learn today all of the steps that you need to take to be incredibly successful. So I hope you're ready to learn a lot. And as Justin says, class is officially in session. Let's go. Hello, Taria. Welcome to Millionaire University. I am so excited to chat with you today. You are an incredible top 1% Etsy seller. If I need to know anything about selling products online, you are my go-to person. And I know you're going to bring some incredible value today. To the audience, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are interested in getting into the field of selling on Etsy, selling on other platforms. So to kick things off, why don't you just kind of give your backstory, introduce yourself, 
how you got into selling online and how it turned into you becoming a 1% Etsy seller. And we'll get into the nitty gritty, but just kind of give us the overarching story of what led to you even beginning. Okay. Yeah, this is really fun. And I'm super excited to be here. And thank you for having me. So I feel like I've kind of always had an entrepreneurial spirit, especially like a very creative spirit. And so, you know, I've always dabbled in kind of graphic design and photography. And after, so I had two sons and then I was expecting my third son. And at the time I was doing photography and I was actually doing a lot of real estate photography. Um, And I just knew this isn't going to be sustainable. How can I work from home while bringing in a little side income, but then also feeding my creative spirit? Because I knew that was like so strong for me for my mental health. Like I needed that strength in my life. And so I was actually at a bunco group and this girl was talking about how her sister-in-law or somebody that she knew was selling nail decals, small little nail decals on Etsy. And I thought she could probably do something like that. So I came home and I started doing a bunch of research and I told my husband, I'm like, I think I can do this. And so he's like, well, I trust you. Um, He's so sweet. He trusts all of my million ideas. But he was like, yeah, let's 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 give it a go. And so I did. And, you know, I have a lot of experience, background experience in photography, SEO. I took college classes for web design and graphic design. And so all of that knowledge combined to start my Etsy shop really was hugely helpful because I kind of already knew that online space, even though I hadn't specifically sold online. Hmm. And so I was able to pay off my first, I, I did a vinyl machine. I paid it off within three weeks wow. um, from selling on Etsy. Like it, I sold things almost immediately and I was like, this is working. And so that was in 2014 and I've been doing it ever since. And I love it. It is That's so amazing. fun. Such a huge blessing to my family and it feeds that creative spirit. And I love helping people. And it's just great. Cool. And I know that you have evolved past that even. You've recently just kind of put the pause on what you have been selling as you shift into a new year. And I want to talk about that in a little bit. But for now, just getting into the details even of that journey and what it looked like, because a lot of people are looking for side hustles right now. They're looking for ways to do exactly what you have done. Times are really strange. And just having a little bit of extra side cash is a huge blessing. But you also kind of grew it into you've made over six figures in one year, even selling on that little Etsy store that you started, which is maybe I'll be able to make a little bit of money so I can stay home with my kids. So I know that things have shifted and now we're, you know, almost 10 years later. So obviously the same things that you did back then may not be the exact same things that you would do now. But talk to me like I'm interested in getting started selling products online. What would be like, what's the most important first step that you would take? to even being able to know where to begin? I So I had some advice given to me. This was like quite a few years ago when somebody was asking a similar question. And they said, when people come to you and ask you for things, what are, what are they asking you for? What is already your strengths that you can provide to people? And that can be a springboard to help get you started. What are you interested in? What do you like doing? What do you like creating? What works for you and where you're at in life? What do you have space for? That's a really good foundational step mm-hmm. of knowing kind of where to go from there. Because I think it's easy to be influenced by all of these shiny objects. Yeah. And, oh, this person's doing that. I can do that. And then you get into it and you realize, 
I don't like doing this. <laughs> you have to make sure it works for you and where you're at in life, especially like as moms, we have to make it simple and easy and doable. Yeah. Now, I think would be like the first thing, having that foundation of what is going to work well for you. And then once you kind of get that figured out, and this what's so great about selling online is you have so many options. You can do reselling products to buy products from overseas and resell them or even tweak them. You can do handmade products. You can do digital products. You can create all sorts of things. And so that's what I love about selling online is the world is your oyster. So mm-hmm. once you kind of figure out what your thing is, and then you can move on to the next step, which is product research. And, and this is something that I see a lot of people mess up with is they really like doing whatever hobby they like to do. And they think, oh, I'm just going to start an Etsy store and I'm going to make all this money. But I see a lot of people trip up because they're not really selling what customers are wanting. Mm-hmm. And so that is the next huge piece of your foundation is making sure that you're selling something that people actually want. Okay. So that's actually something a lot of people in multiple industries do, right? That happens to me as a coach. It happens for people who create courses, things like that. And in general, I think what we know to be true is that to have a successful business, it does have to fill a need. So where do you find that blend of, so say that I'm like super passionate about Raggedy Ann dolls and I want to make Raggedy Ann dolls or something to sell on (laughs) Etsy, or I really love, my kids love making stickers. So how do I find that balance of, oh, I'm really passionate about this. I have the space. I could just get a $200 cricket and make stickers. But then how do I also fill a need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um, if you do want to sell stickers, you'll go in and you'll see, oh, yeah, there's a need for sure. And I think that you can stand out. And maybe that's something that we can talk about later um, is standing out in saturated markets. But finding specific niches that may be untapped. And so Mm. they may love making decals, but there's not a lot of sellers that are selling to a specific market. Mm -hmm. And I've even had the same thing as I've been trying to put up some websites and trying to find specific mock-ups that I've needed. And I can't find specifically what I need. The entrepreneur in me is like, well, I'll just make my own and make another Etsy store. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely needs out there for specific things. And so you could search decals and find millions. But what if you're looking for a specific decal for people that love plants or something Mm -hmm. or something super, super niche? That's where you can get your start. Got it. So where did you start? Because I know that you have been really successful. What how many different products have you sold and then have all of them been as successful as each other? Or have you had some core products that have been your bread and butter that have made you most of the money and The rest were kind of like, oh, we'll see how this does. I started selling the nail decals because I'm like, there's a need here. I see that a lot of people are buying these Um, and it was exciting. It was easy. It was inexpensive to make. Once I kind of got into that for like a year, I'm like, hey, I can can do other stuff. And so I actually had some customers reach out to me saying, hey, can, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I realized as time went on, if I sold large wall decals, I can make more money and I can provide product to a broader audience. And so I eventually phased out of the nail stuff and into like home decor products. And 
And so that was kind of my bread and butter for a long, long time. A lot of people were really into religious and scripture decals. So that was a really big one. And then I also did really, really well with door decals, like no soliciting and stuff. That was a big need when people got frustrated with solicitors coming to their door. What could I do? And that was an easy, quick, cheap solution for people. So those were really good too. Um, But I didn't sell just decals. I've sold also digital products. Um, For a while, I was doing like birthday invitations and stuff. And this was like a long time ago before a lot of people started getting into it. And so I did that for a while and that was good. But again, my vinyl stuff just was kind of my main thing. And I was a mom. I'm raising three young boys. And so I could only take on so much. So kind of phased out of that. I've also just sold digital products like mock-ups and photography and those kind of things. I've also sold on Amazon and sourced products from overseas. That was a very interesting experience. (laughs) And yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm always down to try new things. So, but my bread and butter has been the decals for sure. Wow. Okay. So basically what I'm hearing is you found your sweet spot, but that's not, we're not necessarily saying everybody's going to have the most success with the decals. And I even love hearing you practice what you preach with like, yeah, you found a really very specific niche with the no soliciting signs and the scriptures. You Mm -hmm. had a very specific audience that was out there searching for something. Do you, is it possible to do research to kind of find out what's selling or is it just a matter of creating it, putting it up and seeing what happens? I'm sure there's a lot that goes into actually listing a product for it to be successful, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can do both. You can list it and see what happens. But if you want to cut out some of that time of that trial and error, you can definitely, there's um, there's a lot of resources out there now that I didn't have when I started mm-hmm. um, that help you search keywords, help you see what the demand is, see what the competition is, see how many people are searching those particular keywords and the competition in relation to that. So there's a lot of resources now that I am now helping other people find and use so that they can find good products that are actually selling. And a lot less time and not have to just throw Mm -hmm. spaghetti at the wall every time they have an idea. They can actually go in there and make an informed decision, not still guaranteeing that it's going to succeed because you have to create a good design. You have to have a good product, right? And then getting reviews. Something I think that's really interesting about your success, because I, you know, I've seen there's been a huge surge in sell digital products, sell on Etsy, all these different things. And everybody's saying it's so easy. And they use those tools you're talking about. And I know you actually had a pretty opinionated TikTok that you posted with a guy saying, look, this seller has made X amount of dollars, like millions of dollars selling stickers. So you too can just go sell stickers. And it's so easy when the Mm -hmm. reality is if you're just following trends and you're just hoping to get lucky you're not going to have a sustainable business, whether it's on Etsy or any other sales platform. So what have you uniquely done that even kind of gives you the confidence too that this is a replicatable thing? Because I know that there's something really specific that you have tapped into that most people won't take the time to do, but is really, really important to having success selling anything. So for me, it did start with a trend. I saw that nail decals were hot. I went for it. It worked for me, but those aren't really popular anymore. And they're very hard to make. They're very tedious to make. And it was just, it was, it wasn't good. And so I was able to transition to something that was more sustainable and something that could, that could last a long time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I particularly look for. With that being said, I still did use trending things. 
especially in my decals, there was a phrase quite a few years ago that became super popular. And I jumped on it right when it was first coming out. And I sold that. That was one of my top sellers for years. And the last few years, I haven't sold hardly at all. So you definitely want to take advantage of trends, but I don't think that that's a good sustainable thing to do all the time. Yeah. You know, use it to to have like those best sellers and stuff, but just know that's not going to be your thing for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So you have to use that strategically. And then also a big thing to get people to your store and to to see your products is search engine optimization. So all of these different platforms, whether it be, you know, Amazon or Etsy or any other marketplace, you go to it and you search like you would Google and you're searching for those particular products. So if you don't know how to use that to your advantage, then you're going to have a hard time bringing people in to see your products Mm -hmm. because it is more strategic than like, oh, I'm going to sell this T-shirt. Hopefully somebody finds it. It, it, it goes, it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah. Okay. So you've had a lot of success on Etsy. You mentioned that you've sold on Amazon as well. And you actually have a YouTube video that did really well comparing the two. So I know the landscape has changed a little bit on these platforms. And like I said, it's been almost 10 years. So somebody's not going to necessarily jump on the first thing they throw up, they're going to have a lot of success the way that you mm-hmm. did. But you've also tested various platforms. What are some of the pros and cons? And even in general, what do you need to know to be successful selling? Like, can you rely just on, oh, it's Etsy. So if I sell on there, it's going to be successful. Or, oh, it's Amazon. Everybody's on Amazon. Like, can you rely on the platform or does there have to be an overarching understanding of how selling online works before you can really even tackle? They all have their kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. for Amazon, they do have a Etsy version called Amazon Chantonade. And I do have a video on my YouTube channel that I've gotten tons of views on um, where I kind of go into the details of that. But they all just kind of have their own special quirks to it. And so I've done eBay, I've done Amazon, I've done Shopify, and and then I've done Etsy. And so, again, this is going to be depending on your product and what you want out of selling online to see what's going to work best for you. So mm-hmm. for me, the decals were gangbusters on Etsy. They did so good. On Amazon, they did okay, but Amazon's system is completely different than Etsy. It's totally 100% different. Um, their algorithm is different. The way that they um, promote products is different. And so that was just completely different jungle on mm-hmm. when I did sell on Amazon I would get a particular product that would just sell over and over and over and over and over again and then somebody would buy a different product and then that same listing would sell over and over and over and over and over again because Amazon would pick up that listing and be like oh somebody bought it so then that started showing up in search results a lot more wow. and so that's kind of how Amazon works with the seller ranking and the listing ranking and all of that. So that is how kind of that worked. eBay did okay. My particular buyer wasn't really on eBay. And mm-hmm. so didn't work for me the long term. And I actually quit eBay quite a few years ago. Etsy is where my people are. And so that's where I love to be. And, and then Shopify is also a really, really great avenue too, because there's not really any fees. There mm-hmm. are, but not like Amazon charges a lot of fees, so you have to keep that in mind. And Etsy, Etsy is the cheapest for me form that I've found 
that is good. And so a lot of people complain about, oh, Etsy fees, Etsy fees. And it's like, go over to Amazon and see how you like that. It's so <laughs> like double. Um, so anyways, yeah, so the platforms are just completely different. But I think the main takeaway is just make sure that you're selling your product where your customers are buying it, mm-hmm. whether it be at Amazon, Shopify, whatever. So talk to me a little bit more about Shopify, because I'm sure people hear this like, oh, yeah, start a Shopify store. And really the difference between that and Etsy is Etsy is like Amazon. It's a marketplace where people are already coming on there. They're specifically going to that website. Maybe they're Google searching and maybe an Etsy listing comes up. But most of the time it's on the platform. When you have Mm -hmm. a Shopify store, there's not this big marketplace. People don't go to Shopify.com and search your product. They go to your website, right? That's hosted by Shopify. So what is the extra work that you have to do to sell on Shopify versus, you know, just listing on this other site that owns all of the things, basically? There is a little bit more site set up because it is your own custom site, but the listing process is kind of the same per platform. You still need to do a title. You still need to do your images. You still need to do your listing description and all of that. So the process of listing is kind of kind of the same. You know, each has its own theme. But you're still listing a product, but you just have more website components built into that. But Shopify makes it pretty simple. And there's so many tutorials and things online to help get you going. So you shouldn't be afraid of that. It, it They make it easy. The biggest curveball for Shopify is you have to bring in the traffic. And so that's where a lot of people have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go on Etsy, you know, you have millions and millions of buyers coming and searching for products all the time, every day, every year. Yeah. So Etsy's nice because they're bringing in the traffic. Even just the other day, I had I was at my in-law's house and they had the TV on and Etsy is doing advertisement. Etsy's mm. also super good with promoting your products too. Um, they promote your products on Google as a lot of people have seen and on other search engines and on social media platforms. And so that's why I really loved Etsy is because they brought in people to my specific products from their outsourced marketing stuff. Wow. So, and that's even yeah. without you paying for advertising. They're just wanting to continue to bring shoppers Right. Yeah. Yes and no. So Etsy will they have two different advertising options. They have Etsy ads where you can pay on your own if you want to or not, where you can advertise your stuff on Etsy's websites and apps and stuff specifically. But then they also have something called offsite ads and you can opt in or not opt in. And it depends on where you're at with your store. So if you've sold a certain amount of product within a year, then you're required to be in offsite ads, but they give you a discount on the on the percentage. But if you don't and you want to be enrolled in that program, it is optional depending on if you're below that threshold or not. And then the, the I think I think if it's it's 12% if you are mandatory and you meet that threshold and, and I think it's 15%. And yeah. so for me, I loved seeing and Etsy, you know, when you get orders, you see that on your order, this came from an offsite app. And mm. so I loved that Etsy was doing that and I didn't have to deal with my own Google ads or Facebook ads or Instagram ads or anything like that. They they just take care of it for you. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea that that was even something that the the platform did. But that's really cool because it is. It's like a really small percentage for you to literally do nothing to not have to go in and create the ad. You just have to have really good selling products, right? 
Yes. Yes. And they won't charge you unless somebody actually buys it. So yeah. you're not wasting your money oh, at all. It's so nice. Just, you're only going to get charged that fee if it actually sells. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash MU to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash MU. Okay, so question, because here we are in 2023. Like I said, there's a lot of people wanting to do this. They're looking into ways to make money. There's so many different opinions on where you should sell. Is Etsy too saturated now? Now that it's been at it for a long time, would you say that it's possible for anybody to come in and succeed? Is it going to be more challenging? And if so, like, how would you recommend to a brand new person coming into this? What are the, the top three things that they need to be aware of to not just have it be a flop? Yeah. Okay. So one is Etsy saturated. Mm-hmm. I personally think that it is not saturated and that might be kind of alarming for other people. And because I, I see a lot of strong opinions on forums and stuff about how it is. Mm. There are more sellers on there in the past in relations to buyers. And I've actually done some YouTube videos on this recently. However, the percentage of buyers coming in and your opportunities to take even just a tiny percent of that is massive. It's mm. so, so massive. And from what I do see is there's not a lot of sellers that, even though there are a lot of active sellers on Etsy, I think that a good chunk of them kind of don't really know what they're doing. So if you can go in and have an edge and know what you're doing, you're going to stand out. Your products are going to be seen because you're going to have that process and that understanding of how to bring those people in. Yeah. So you asked, what are the top three things that they can do to mm-hmm. make sure that they do stand out in saturated markets? The biggest one for sure is just doing your product research, making sure that you're going to be providing a product that people are actually wanting, searching for actively and wanting to buy. Um, the second thing is setting up a shop ready for success a shop that's cohesive, that has some sort of a niche. And you can do this two different ways. You can either have a variety of products that are all relayed around a specific niche. Let's say it's, I don't know, dirt biking. So you sell dirt biking decals, shirts, mugs, towels, shower curtains, whatever it may be, like that's your store. It's, It's your dirt bike store or whatever, whatever you want. I'm a boy mom, so that's mm-hmm. dirt bikes keep to my mind first. <laughs> or you can do a 
type of product, like you sell decals, you sell mugs, you sell stickers, you sell, you know, journals, you sell these particular things. So it's kind of, there's two different ways that you can go about it. And you can even do, do kind of both where like okay. maybe you do digital products, but you're focused a lot on, you know, real estate uh, people that need products for their real estate business, something like that. Mm -hmm. Sounds so, like there's a ton of, there's a lot of options within that, even just to hear you give some of those examples. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I guess I can understand yes. how you say like, yes, there's a lot of sellers, but there's still so much room because people have so many interests and there might be a niche that has not been conquered yet, or there's still room for yes. growth and still room for you to come in and actually take a part in it. And I don't think you gave yeah. us tip number three yet. Sorry. I, I just wanted to. Yeah. Great. Okay. So we talked about um, product research, having a store set up for success. And then third is having killer listings because that's what's going to bring those customers in. And we kind of talked about this, knowing how to do your SEO, how to do your keywords, having a really, really, really good main listing image. Because that's what people are going to see first. When they're searching, that's what you look at first is the image. And then along with that listing is make sure that you're competitively priced and that your listing description is clear and just making sure that that customer knows exactly what they're getting within milliseconds of them even looking at your picture. Wow. Okay. So, yes. That's amazing. And I actually do want to go back to your point number two as well, because that was a question I was going to ask is how important is it to have a cohesive brand, but you really addressed that. And you would not recommend yes. just having like a hodgepodge of different things. Would you recommend having a different store no. for every type of theme or every type of, I guess, niche that you're going to focus on? It is hard because Etsy doesn't make it super easy to bounce between different stores. You know, you got to log out, log back in. So that's something that I hope that they can fix in the future um, because I've ran multiple stores. So you can try to throw up a bunch of random stuff and kind of see what sticks. But I don't really recommend doing that because the algorithm is just going to be harder to figure out what you've got going on. And so that's another mm -hmm. reason why you want to have a niche because the algorithm will know your store sells these particular things. So they're going to put you up on search results more to match you to the right customer. Because I don't think people realize like how precise Etsy's algorithm is. So I can go on there and search for something and you can go on there and search for that exact same thing. But based on your previous search results and my previous search results and how we both interacted differently on Etsy, our search results are going to be completely different. Wow. So that is something that's interesting to take note on as well. It's 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 individualized, just like Instagram and Facebook is for us. Etsy does the exact same thing. Wow. I don't think a lot of people realize that. So yeah. So if you can have a store that is your store and this is exactly what you sell, then Etsy's algorithm doesn't have to think it's hard. You know, it you're making it easy for those people to come in. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you've done a really good job at making Etsy sound like a very preferred platform. It sounds like they do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. You yeah. just have to do your part, create great listings, have a, an mm -hmm. optimized store, and actually mm -hmm. put some intention into it. And I think that's the case with any business. I think a lot of times people want to come in, have the really get rich quick, you know, concept and say, oh, yeah, I can sell these millions of dollars in stickers and it should mm -hmm. be easy. And then when it's not, they jump to a new business idea or they think that it's Etsy that's the problem or they think it's Amazon or whatever. 
But in yeah. reality, every single strong business takes time. And that's something like you have hit being a top 1% Etsy seller. And that's required longevity. That's required you to be consistent. And you've had, obviously, probably highs and lows throughout the years with your business. And I know during COVID, even you had a huge spike in business because people were redecorating. They were ordering things for the home. But you were ready for that because you had put in the time, you had done the research, and you had done the work to have a really solid set of products. You'd done the research, you'd put in the, you know, the appropriate steps and things that needed to happen for that to succeed. And I think that's a huge takeaway everybody needs to know is there's no overnight success. And mm -hmm. even if you, you did start out strong, the nail decals, you found something trending. If you find a good product and it works, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have to build up and build the the machine and the consistency and put in the time. Every good business takes that time. Would you obviously agree with that? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's something too, that I see a lot of Etsy sellers be like, I've been on here for like one or two months and I'm not selling anything. One, I would tell them to go back to their foundation, but two, you got to give them some time. Because mm -hmm. even when I first started selling, I sold every couple of days, you know, and then it became daily and then it just became more and more. And so you do have to give it some time. And if it's not working after, you know, a couple of months, then you can dive down deeper and figure out why. But usually it's those foundational things that are the issue. Okay. Well, you have been amazing. This is so much value. I feel like somebody could listen to this and have the foundation and the core of what you need to do to be successful selling products online. I know we could talk about this forever because there's so many different avenues we could go down with. How do you succeed with digital? How do you succeed with physical products, handmade products? And you've given us a good overview of where to even begin and understand what it's going to take to succeed specifically on a platform like Etsy. But even in general, there's so the sky's the limit is what it sounds like. I have very creative children. And I think at any age, it sounds like you could step into this space and start making money and have success yeah. if you're willing to put in the time and do the research. So, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You also need to deliver a good product, mm -hmm. you know, and and get really good reviews because that's huge. Yeah. You know, having, having a good quality product that's going to give you good reviews so that people will come back. They'll keep referring you. Etsy will keep bringing you up in search results. So, yeah, that's another big part, too. But I feel like that's kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is for some if you're willing to actually yeah. do the work <laughs> and not throw something together lazily. But it's a, yeah. it's a good thing to note because. I think that's also true of any business. If you have great customer service, great testimonials, that's going to take you further than trying to create create new stuff all the time, right? Yeah. I did want to talk about, you know, how I reached my top 1% Etsy badge. So I became a top 1% Etsy seller and I didn't even know till like maybe a couple of years ago. So there's a couple of different resources and one of those resources tells you how well you're doing in relationship to, to the market. And so I saw that I was that top 1% and I was like, really? like I am. I was actually surprised because this, my Etsy business has been for the most part a side gig. I don't work on it 40 hours a week and I've just fulfilled orders as they come in. And so I think the reason why I did get that is because of that longevity. I've stuck with it for a really long time. Etsy refers my products all the time. I knew what I was doing and just over time I stood out. And so that's a, that's, I think is one of the biggest things is just staying consistent for the long run. If you want to have an Etsy business, I think that you can, I think that you can have it short term, but if you want true long lasting success, you just got to keep going. 
Well, and really, if you think about what it takes to get into the top 1% of people earning wealth, success, being millionaires, those same principles apply, right? It requires consistency. It requires creating good products. All of those Mm -hmm. things are pretty universal. And so it's cool that you have this visualization, this illustration of hitting the top 1% in a whole industry on a whole entire place. But I think those same work, that same work, work ethic and all of those truths are totally universal. And I think if people can really understand that, that's that's really the key to success. And one of my other uh-huh. guests that came on was like, there's no secret. The secret is just work, doing the yes. jobs, putting in the time, being consistent and providing a really awesome experience. So what are you yep. moving into now? Because I know that this this has really grown into something more. And I think that's another thing that people need to hear is. The thing you're doing right now doesn't have to be the forever thing. It's a really great starting point. It could be a long-term thing. It could be 10 years that you're just selling vinyl decals on Etsy. But now you're shifting. And because of all the experience you've had, just understanding the online space and selling, you're able to crunch numbers and you're expanding your business. And so just briefly tell us about what that has moved into for you and what's in the next season for Taria. Yes, it's crazy. It's it's a big change. So I'm basically closing one chapter and opening up a, a new one. I'm still in the online space. Right now, my Etsy shops are either closed down or I just have them on vacation mode. Nobody can find my things right now because I'm completely transitioning to a different product. And the reason why I'm choosing to do this is because I'm now in a point in my life, my kids are older. I'm a little bit more seasoned, I guess you can say. I have that confidence. And so I know that I can get into a different niche and do really, really well with it. And so, you know, the vinyl decals and stuff have been so good, but am I going to make millions of dollars selling it? No. So mm-hmm. I'm going to switch into something that can and and branch out and still sell on Etsy. Um, I'm going to be pushing my Shopify, my own personal website much harder because I can get more profitability out of that and get my my people to to be there instead of trying to compete compete on Etsy because it is a competition. I won't lie about that. You are competing against other Etsy sellers. Even when you pull up a listing, Etsy is referring other customers on your listing. So you just have to, you know, keep that in mind. But yeah, so I'm just transitioning to a completely different product and just because of the phase of life that I'm in and where I'm at and where I want to go and my goals in life. And so I'm Going into what some people would say probably the most saturated niche ever. I'm going to be selling t-shirts and apparel and stuff. But I've had experience with this before. We've screen printed. I've done heat transfer vinyl. I've I've done all sorts of stuff in the past. It's going to be a big growth starting kind of from fresh again. But I'm not afraid to do it because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So And I want to help other people do that too. That's amazing. Well, and it's it's your practicing what you preach, right? Like you're being brave, you're trying something new, you're putting it out there, you've done the research, you have the knowledge, you have the skill set. And now it's just a matter of going and doing. And that's what you're doing. You yes. have transformed the third car garage into your workspace and yes. you're making it happen. And I'm so excited because you know I get really excited when people have big dreams, big goals, especially when they involve the word millionaire. So <laughs> I'm yeah. so stoked. I think it's a great path for you. And I think it's mm-hmm. a good testament to like I was saying before that the thing you start with doesn't have to be the thing that you end with. But all of that laid a foundation for you to understand an industry that you can now go conquer at scale. So yep. I think it's awesome. I'm excited to see the journey. And we'll have to have you back on once you've started to hit those multiple six figures and even seven figure marks in your business because I know it'll happen. 
It's just, you've already done what you've done. And I know that you'll continue to move on and and go really far, which is really exciting. I'm excited. It's fun. You have given so much value today. I mean, I know a lot more, even having been your friend for a very long time, I know more now about how the Etsy business works than I ever have from all of our scattered conversations. So where is the best place for me to go next? So I think this would be something cool for my daughter to pursue. Anybody listening, if they want to get started and they want to learn from you because you obviously know what you're doing, what is a cool resource that you can provide to us so that we can take those next steps? Yeah, so I actually have a bunch of different freebies on my website, but probably the most that kind of took everything that we just discussed and put it into like a quick guide. It's just a free guide. It's called my design to sell guide. And then it just is a really good springboard to get you going and talks about where you can sell, where you can design things, how to optimize your listing, all of that kind of stuff that we've talked about. Cool. Okay. So go check that out. What's the URL? We'll link to that in the show notes and everything. But just for the ones who are listening right now, where do they go to get that design to sell guide? So just go to athomepixels.com and it's right there on my homepage. Thank you so much. That's awesome. I'm excited for everybody who's listening to go and grab those resources to come and continue learning from you. You are the expert, the only expert that I know who knows this much about Etsy and selling online. So thanks again for coming on and sharing that all of the gold bombs and nuggets with us today. Everybody listening, go grab that again and get started with your Etsy business, your online business. Thanks again, Taria. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, Millionaire University, that was amazing. I know that I got a lot more than I bargained for. I feel like just listening to that interview with Taria, I would honestly know what to go and do and start researching in order to be successful selling on Etsy. I understand things that I didn't understand before, the difference between some of these platforms. And just going in a little bit more educated is so important and so invaluable when you're starting any type of business. So thank you again to Taria for coming and sharing all of that insight with us. A decade worth of knowledge just dropped here in a free episode of Millionaire University. I hope you guys got a ton of value and that if this is something that you've been kind of intrigued by, you now know what you need to do to get started. Taria and I also had some conversation after and she wanted me to mention that this is really, again, something that she only pursued as a side gig. So imagine what's possible. If you can hit being a top 1% Etsy seller with very, very part-time hours, imagine what you could do if you were going to pursue this full time. That is what the opportunity is. So while she is pursuing other endeavors to build a seven-figure business, that doesn't mean that that's not possible for you on Etsy if you treat it like a full-time business. So the sky's the limit. There are so many different opportunities out there. And hopefully this will open some doors if you have been looking for a way to have a creative outlet while also making money. So thanks for tuning in. Class is officially dismissed.